Welcome to the most listened to golf in the world, the Fairways of Life show, on air, online, and around the world, with the most candid interviews. Like anything else, if you can analyze what caused your error correctly, then you're, you're home free. But if you just kind of, oh, well, I three-putted, well... Why did you three-putt? There's a big difference between being 50 foot in the hole because you had a terrible iron or three-putting from 15 foot, which would really bother me because then it was a speed issue because you didn't roll it close enough to the hole. Taking you beyond the ropes. I'm not sure what was going on. Angel, you all right? <laughs> yeah, I didn't know you were going to expose me, but I was at Bevmo. Uh, I got a Patron margarita mixer, and I got some kombucha. Theater. Now, I take it that's not all just for tonight. <laughs> Unforgettable stories. Actually, you know, Hogan didn't cut the ball, so when he got rid of the hook and the ball went straight, in Hogan's mind, that was a cut. Times I played with him, when he'd say, I kind of fanned that one, I cut that one in there. It didn't cut in my mind, it would have went dead straight. A bridge to the past. Years and years from now, Mr. Palmer, what do you want the legacy of Arnold Palmer to be? Well, uh, I suppose it's just that I have made a contribution to the game to help make it a little better. Here's your host, New York Times best-selling author and Golf Channel's Matt Adams. Uh, I was definitely off the radar, I'm sure, going into this week. You get old pretty quick out here with the young guys. They make you feel inadequate uh, off, the, off the tee. It's mentally frustrating and to um, you know overcome it all and uh, get here for a third time is pretty, pretty amazing. Just some good, some really good golf. Um, that's all I can say. Um, I think I made one bogey in the, uh, the the 36 holes on the weekend. Really cool cut from Jim Herman, the winner of the Wyndham Championship. We had so much golf that went on of the week that just was, including the conclusion to the U.S. Amateur. I'm not sure if you caught that cloud and fog shrouded such as it was as the marine layer came in at Bandon Dunes. Totally cool. We had another long-time winner on uh, the world stage, but one who hasn't won since she was a mom at the Women's Scottish, and now we're heading towards the Women's Open this week as well. I just got a ton to go through with you. First of all, things to know this morning, Jim Herman, the voice you just heard, he capitalized on a career-low 61 in round three, and as a result was able to claim his third PGA Tour title and his second in as many seasons. He moves from 192nd in the FedEx Cup standings into the playoffs at number 54. The 2014 FedEx Cup champion, Billy Horschel, had a couple of opportunities coming in, could not get them to drop, but he did have back-to-back 65s. That was his sixth career runner-up finish. His swing is looking so Good. Webb Simpson closed with back-to-back 65s as well. He claimed his fourth consecutive top three Wyndham Championship finish. Players who moved into the top 125 in the FedEx Cup standings of playoffs, you guys know, start this week. I'll give you all the details on that as well. Jim Herman, Zach Johnson, Shane Lowry. Players who fell out of the top 125 in the FedEx Cup standings. Fabian Gomez, Russell Knox, and Charles Schwartzel. No one moved in or out of the Wyndham Rewards Top 10, Justin Thomas claims the $2 million top payout. Uh, Jim Herman and Siwoo Kim, two players in the top 10 in ties, not otherwise already had been eligible, have earned spots into next month's U.S. Open at Wingfoot. And preferred lies were utilized in all four rounds due to the wet conditions. Let the record show. Earl Forsey and John Rollins were our voices on PGA Tour Radio all week, bringing us the action from the Wyndham Championship, and they summarize it thus. 
Well, Matt, there's always something going on at Sedgefield Country Club Sunday, the final day of the PGA Tour regular season. What a finish at the Wyndham Championship. John Rollins, a three-time winner in tour, was alongside. Wow, John, it's just a lot of excitement, a lot of fireworks. We had it Sunday with Jim Herman, kind of out of nowhere, not only qualifying for the FedEx Cup playoffs, he wins for a third time in his career. Yeah, what a what a week it was for Jim Herman, and, and what a weekend. I mean, 61-63, it's hard to... You know, to, to beat someone when they're playing like that, you just got to tip your hat and shake his hand. I mean, that's a tremendous performance, especially knowing that you have to to win, basically, to get into the FedEx Cup playoffs. But Jim Herman, tremendous performance there uh, this week at the Wyndham Championship. And, John, we know what Billy Horschel did late in the year when he won his FedEx Cup title 2014. He almost won this weekend because something similar happened. He's now in the top 30. I think so. I think uh, Billy Horschel's looking really good. Uh, I know what we've heard from him this week, talking about all the hard work he and Todd Anderson have been putting in on his game and his swing, and they really feel like uh, everything is rounding into form, evident this week by the performance that he put on there, losing by one uh, to Jim Herman. So, uh, you know, Billy Horschel, a player that's uh, the 2014 FedEx Cup champion, he knows what it takes to, to be there in the end, and I think that right now with his game the way it is, He's a player to keep keep an eye on. John, quickly, I'm going to put you on the spot. Three weeks to go. Who's going to win it all, the FedEx Cup title in Atlanta, three weeks from now? Oh, boy, that's uh, that's a tough one. But, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to stick with uh, the guy at the top right now, Justin Thomas. I just think uh, Justin is too strong top to bottom. Statistically, he's played so well. I just feel like he's got a really good chance at uh, winning and becoming the third player to win two FedEx Cup titles. It's going to be a lot of fun watching. We hope you're listening. It all begins this week, Matt, from TPC Boston and the opener of the FedEx Cup playoffs at the Northern Trust. Looking forward to coverage on PGA Tour Radio. Earl, thank you very much, and John Rollins as well. PGA Tour Radio can be heard for free on the PGA Tour app on PGATour.com, and if you pay for the satellite service in North America, Sirius XM. Jim Herman offset a lone bogey. With an eagle, that was at the par 5-5th to claim his third career PGA Tour title with six birdies in his 195th start at the age of 42, nine months and 11 days. He joins Tiger Woods as players over 40 to win on the PGA Tour this season. Remember, Tiger won the Zozo Championship last fall at age 43. His weekend total for Herman of 124 equals the lowest final 36-hole score by a winner in PGA Tour history, Stuart Appleby at the 2010 and military tribute at the Greenbrier uh, was the other member Stuart Appleby did there in making history for himself and joining a select few. Moved from, for Herman, 192 to 54th, as I mentioned, the FedEx Cup standings. That's the largest improvement in the Wyndham Championship since 2009. It marks his fourth occasion to advance to the FedEx Cup playoffs and first since 2017. He's projected to move inside of the top 90 in the official World Golf Rankings from 318th. He played the par 5 fifth hole that I mentioned that he eagled for the week in six under. Birdie, eagle, birdie, eagle. Hello. He sank over 100 feet of putts in rounds two. In fact, it was the total was 100 feet, 10 inches. Three, 105 feet, 5 inches, and four, 156 feet, 5 inches. He ranked third in strokes gained putting, putting for the week with plus 6.234. 444 feet of total distance for the week is a career best. 
His PGA Tour wins came in 2016. If you remember, he's 42, and his first win came in 2016 at the Houston Open, 2019 at the Barbersaw Championship, and 2020 at the Wyndham Championship. It can't happen at any age. Sometimes it happens when you truly get comfortable with who you are. Jim Herman spoke with Bill Rosinski. This is courtesy of PGA Tour Radio, and they started out talking about the significance of a third PGA Tour win and that big move in FedEx Cup points from 192 to 54 to get into the playoffs. Yeah, pretty amazing. Um, you know, I tried my best uh, every shot uh, this weekend, and, uh, you know, I had only one place I could finish. Maybe second would have been good enough to get in the playoffs, but uh, one goal was winning, and, um, you know, I had to get off to a good start today to, to, to get be relevant you know see who was four shots ahead of me and uh you know got off to a great start with the first hole made a birdie and then the eagle on uh on uh four or five holes all run together (laughs) um pretty pretty great start so um yeah what what are you gonna say it's uh come in with low expectations and you know leave here a champion so yeah you came in 192nd in the fedex cup points you make up 138 spots no one's ever done that before where was that in your mindset this week? Because you knew you had to win. Yeah, I mean, it was, yeah, like you said, it was win, second place maybe. Um, but it, it really wasn't there. I was looking forward to just putting this behind me this summer. And, um, you know, I, I made three cuts out of six I played. Um, no, Nothing great. But, um, you know, just get some confidence and uh, you never know what can happen. So um, made a lot of a lot of putts the, these last, this, this weekend especially. Um and, you know, just see what we can do. We just move on from here. I know. And uh, moving up in, what, I think 54th now. So you've got plans for the next few weekends now. Yeah, that's uh, pretty pretty amazing. So um, I really don't even know what to say at the moment. Um, with the FedEx, you know, with the FedEx, it was similar situation last year. I didn't even come here last year after I won um, at Barbazol just because I was out of it and I was exhausted and I had just accomplished you know winning a second time and i was just i wasn't even ready to go after that it was just such an achievement to win a second time and now you know a little over 12 months later it's win number three it's uh, hard to hard to comprehend uh i know president trump is a big backer of yours he lost his brother yesterday i gotta believe you you, you, you brought a little smile to his face today i'm sure i i, I had some correspondence with him through uh, Mickey Gallagher, the head professional at Trump National Bedminster, and uh, he was wishing me well today. And uh, yeah, that was uh, I'm sure I'm sure he knows. And uh, you know, we all this this disease or this uh, COVID's been terrible with everybody. I, I'm not sure what he died from, but uh, you know, my my father passed away a couple years ago uh, this coming Tuesday. So you know, it's pretty special to uh, you know do wish he could be here though. Jim Herman speaking with Bill Rosinski, courtesy of PGA Tour Radio, winning for the third time in the PGA Tour, finishing in the mark of 21 under par. And it was, for him, in fairness, a must-win situation. He was not in the FedEx Cup playoffs that get underway this week. Now, as I mentioned to you, Billy Horschel had a chance to get it done coming down the stretch, and he gave himself some great opportunities. Look, Billy went 66, 64, 65, 65, jumping right back on that horse for the PGA Tour. That means you got to make a lot of birdies, and birdies were the story of this tournament. Now, going forward to the next three tournaments, not so much, because these, though TPC Boston can get pretty low. It depends on how they have that one set up, but not as low as most of the run that we've seen so far, save for what we saw at Memorial, particularly during 
or at Burnfield Village, particularly during the memorial and, of course, at the PGA Championship. Leaderboard updates are brought to you by Streamsong Resort, streamsongresort.com. A great time to play there, and they're getting ready to reintroduce the world to Streamsong with that new Mach 1 grass, revolutionary technology. It's still Bermuda grass, but they have figured out a way with through a, through a hybrid of grass that they nurtured to speed it up as much as they possibly want to and pretty much take the break out of it. I know that sounds insane, but that's what's around the corner with these with these advanced strains of Bermuda. And think about what that does in terms of opening up the possibilities of having events, big, huge events in parts of the country where you traditionally haven't had them before. Because you can get the speeds and you can get the roll. You can you can if it's a championship caliber golf course, now you can get a championship caliber putting surface as well. It's it's amazing. So Horschel finished one shot back at twenty under par after those weekend rounds, as mentioned, of sixty five and sixty five. So for Billy Horschel, I'm going to start here with his flash area. You know, with everything that he's done and the advancement that he's made to for the. Uh, playoffs, among other things, he's playing so well. He's working with Todd Anderson on a swing. And, and you know what? They've been working on it for a long time. I'm talking about a couple of years in earnest, and it's really coming together right now. Keep an eye on what Billy's doing. Here he is talking to the press. Yeah, it was tough. Um, Doc gave me a fairly good read. Uh, and based off his, his ball didn't snap across the hole. And seeing I was a little bit higher up on the slope, I thought my ball would when it break, if his ball didn't break, mine really isn't going to snap off. So I thought if I just played it just outside right edge, um, a ball, ball and a half, you know, hit it with, just kept the speed up on it. Um, I thought I would make it in. Um, I hit it the way I wanted. I felt like I started on my line. Uh, and about halfway through the hole, I thought I made it. And uh, it just snapped off. And it was, it was disappointing because I had two good looks the last couple holes and, and um, just wasn't able to convert. Even though you didn't win overall the week, um, a big success, and especially heading into the FedEx Cup playoffs, how much confidence are you going to take from this building into the next three, and hopefully the next three weeks? There's a lot of confidence to take for this. Uh, it's been a while since um, I've actually had a really great chance to win a tournament, and this being one of them. And uh, I felt like I played really well today, especially with not feeling great with my swing. And um, just really battled out there and, and did a lot of good things and, and had a chance uh, coming in. You know, when you have a a lead with three left to play with a one-shot lead, and, you know, you got three fairly makeable birdie holes. You're thinking, I knew I needed at least make one, maybe two, um, to get it done, and um, it just, just wasn't able to happen today. And it's a little disappointing, a lot more positives. Um, I'm happy Todd Anderson is going to be out next week because, uh, uh, like I said, I hit it great the first three days, but the day wasn't that great. And so he saw something I'm hoping on TV, which I know he did, and, and, and we're getting to work on Tuesday. And... Uh, Hopefully be right back in this position on, on Sunday. Isn't that impressive? This is coming from Billy Horschel. His final three rounds of the Wyndham Championship were 64, 65, 65. That swing looks so good. And yet he's going, yeah, it needs a little tweaking. Going to see Todd this week. We're going to work on something. He was seeking his sixth tour win in his 250th start. And it would have been his first since the 2018 Zurich Classic of New Orleans where he teamed up with Scott Piercy. His last individual title came at 2017, 18T Byron Nelson, but I don't think it's going to be that long. Not with the way he's playing. If I were a betting man, I think I'd look at it uh, this week. Dom, I'm not sure if you if you have the odds in front of you from uh, golfoddstracker.com, but any idea where Billy is right now for this week? 
Give me a second. I can look it up for you, Manny. All right. He's going to look it up for us. This marks his sixth career runner-up finish and his sixth top 10 finish of the 2019-2020 season in his 19th start of this season. Remember, the season goes into the playoffs starting today. The 2014 FedEx Cup Champions Final Round 565 marks his 23rd consecutive round of par or better at the Sedgefield Country Club. I'm not sure about you guys, but when you watch an event on TV, I guarantee you felt this way about the U.S. Amateur at Bandon, which I've never been to, but it looked great. Do you look at a course and go, man, I'd like to play that? I felt that way about Sedgefield. Watching, I'm going, geez, I think that would be a, a really cool place to play. Now, third place belonged to multiple players. And you heard Billy Horschel talking about Doc Redman because he was saying, yeah, I saw Doc's putt. He was talking about, see, 17 and 18, he had birdie opportunities in both, and neither one of them dropped. Redman had putts that looked like they were in all the way that peeled off to the left at the very end twice on him. I'm not talking about any of the opportunities that were made or not made. I'm talking about two in particular that, geez, was like, wow. Snake bit on that one, but he ended up finishing 18 under par in a tie for third. So, too, did Kevin Kistner. Now, Kistner is one that I think everybody's got to be keeping an eye on. He got in a good interview with Tom Wormy on PJ Tour Radio, which you're going to hear in just a second here, about how great a week it was with Kevin Kistner. And he seems like another one that's knocking on the door. If you're knocking on the door of new equipment, you want to get the best for your game, log on to BenHoganGolf.com. Check out the beautiful product that they have on there. It's really artwork. It's micro-manufactured, one at a time, not batch-run. It's made for you. The relationship is direct. Because of that, you're going to save a 40%, 50% retail markup. You're going to get the latest equipment, the latest technology, that beautiful artwork that's museum quality. Not kidding. And it's going to have Ben Hogan's name on it. You can't ask for anything more than that, can you? BenHoganGolf.com. So, Kevin Kister did speak to Tom about just how great the week was. What could it mean? Yeah, it was really solid, especially those last three days. I played just as solid the first day and didn't get anything out of it. So, um, been really pleased with the way my game's trending and, and nice to cap off a good week with a four-under on the back nine on Sunday. So, based on what you said moving into the playoffs, you got to feel good about your chances. I do. I'm looking forward to it. I've never been to Olympia Field, so that'll be a, a new one for me. But I'm um, going to make a run at it, try to get back to Eastlake, and it uh, really helps out your year when you, when you play that solid and get to Eastlake. It really sets up the rest of the next year. And for a guy like you from South Carolina, always got to be great to play in the Carolinas, right? Oh, yeah. It's always fun to be close to home and, and on grass I'm familiar with. So I'm really comfortable here. I love the golf course, and guys are shooting the grass off of it. So you got to make a lot of birdies. All right, that was Kevin Kistner who finished with a 64. He made eight birdies in that 64. That was his third top 10 finish in the event and his sixth start. So, Tom, yeah, let me add, if I may, let me add Kevin Kistner to the list of golf odds, uh, tracker.com odds for, for this week going into their first playoff event. Sure. Or so, obviously, Kistner. obviously, so Kistner's odds right now are about 75.4 to 1, which Ooh. are a little higher than you would think, right? Yeah. Considering how like well a, he that sounds like a good one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Billy Horschel better. Billy Horschel is about 54.5 to 1 right now. That's still good. Yeah, I would put some money down on that. That's the first time you've ever said that. I don't think it's the first time I've ever said that. No, no, yes, no. It's that's the first ridiculous. time you've ever verbalized. I, but I'll tell, you, I'll tell you I'll tell you got right, it on tape now. I'll tell you right now that to me the surprise of the odds is Colin Morikawa 
Considering what we've seen this year, tell me what you think his odds should be, and then I'll tell you what they actually are. At, at TPC Boston, playoff event, coming in, I'm going to say the Colin Morikawa should be, I'm going to say 14-1. to 20.9-1. to 1. That's a little high for me. I feel like he should be, I've even, what would you say, 14? I feel like he should be in the 12 range. Yeah, I almost said 12, to be honest with you. But I yeah, was but he should be one of the favorites. He's not. Xander Shoffley, Dustin Johnson, John Rahm, Roy McIlroy, Justin Thomas, Bryson DeChambeau, they're all like significant favorites over You're going to find the veterans that have played TPC Boston that go back a couple years are going to have slightly better odds because of their familiarity with the golf course. For Morikawa, they're going to look at it and go, he's never seen it. So he's got to play it in a playoff event for the first time, and that's going to hurt his odds. My guess is that that's what's happened. That's why I went 14-1. to Because otherwise, coming off the PGA Championship as, you know, the king of the world, I would have put him at like 8-1 to if it had been a place that he'd played before. If, it, if it, they were going to TPC River Highlands, for example, in Connecticut instead of Massachusetts. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, yes. I, guess, I mean, I guess, Matt. Tied ninth, second, first, first, tied 20th. Seems like he plays pretty good everywhere. <laughs> I don't huh? know about that. <laughs> well, we'll see. I mean, PGA champion, it's going to be exciting to have him back. Excited to have them all back again. And I will, uh, and I will throughout the course of the week, but also today, give you the what's for in terms of where you can hear and see all that you can hear and see. Now, with back-to-back 65s at the weekend, the 2011 champion at the Wyndham Championship was Webb Simpson. He finished tied for third, 18 under, 262 aggregate to claim his fourth consecutive top three finish at the Wyndham Championship. He was third and 17, second and 18, second and 19. Hello, hello, hello. He also finished third in the Wyndham Rewards. Nice little bonus. Honey, we're taking the kids on vacation. He spoke with Tom Wormy as well. This too, courtesy of PGA Tour Radio, where, you know, it starts out, Webb, it seems now it's just like a regular deal here. And all, almost every time you tee it up, you're in contention. Yeah, I love coming here. Um, Bobby Long, Mark Brazel do such an amazing job. Um, and, you know, unfortunate that we couldn't have fans because uh, I love having fans here, friends and family come for me. Um, but, you know, I gave it all I had. I was in contention, had a chance, and... Um, I needed a little quicker start today, I think, to, to really get in the mix. Um, but had a good back nine. Outlook for the playoffs, considering the way you played this week here at the Wyndham Championship? Yeah, I mean, after the last couple of weeks, I feel like Memphis, I finished 12th, but it was a bit of a struggle with the swing. Last week, not great. This week, finally, we're in the right direction. I feel a lot more confident than I did two weeks ago. Um, so a really good spot. I got to pace myself. I got three more events of a six-week stretch. So I'll go home for a couple of days and, uh, and get back at it. Uh, that was Webb Simpson, who has been playing so well. I know I've told you guys this story on this show before, but before Bryson had broken through and won, I was asked on air, I'm wanting to drive. Do you think that, of course, it should start to change your setup to protect against Bryson Shambo? And I'm thinking, protect against Bryson Shambo? I even said it. How about protecting against Webb Simpson? Which I know sounds funny, right? But Webb, if you look at the body of work of Webb Simpson since the tour restarted, it's like, I don't know what type of protein drinks he's having in the morning either, but it, whatever he's doing is working. All the gym work. I do actually think he's definitely gotten longer. I do actually think he's he is doing I'm not kidding now. I'm being serious. I do actually think that he's been doing some gym work and getting stronger. 
I don't think he's going to go to like the whole Bryson deal. Like, I'm Webb Simpson. Get out of my way. I don't think that's the plan that's that's setting up. And what about Zach Johnson? The ageless Zach Johnson. He finds out this week he's the recipient of the 2020 Payne Stewart Award. I'm not sure if you saw the clips the tour put out through all social media. Got really emotional. It was very cool. He closed with a 500 par 65 for that tie for seventh. Right? And along the way, they were asking him about what took place. They called it like a hurricane that hit through the Midwest. And the winds were so high, the damage that it did to to farms and everything else, it was devastating. So Zach Johnson on top of everything else, because it shows you what a good guy he is and how selfless he is. Yes, he was asked about winning this very prestigious award, which is which is a, rewarded for a body of work across an entire career. But he also took the time to say, think about these people that were impacted in this story that doesn't get as much play with all of the other huge headlines that dominate the news. Lives were impacted here. So here is Zach Johnson from the Flash area talking about, well, it all. Yeah, I mean, it means a lot. I mean, uh, you know, I, I, I don't like missing cuts. I don't like missing the FedEx Cup. I don't like not being a part of it. I mean, when there's events that you're not qualified for, which has kind of been new to me in the last year or two, it, it's frustrating. But I say that. It's also motivating. And if anything, it highlights the beauty of this game. I mean, the complete beauty of this game and the fact that you get what you earn. There's, there's, you know, any given week, any given stretch, you – you play well, you get your, you get your reward. If you don't play well, you get you get what you deserve. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm on a slight upward trend. I mean, I know it was only a, two days, but I've been feeling this for a while. It just hasn't showed up. So, hopefully, I can maintain it. So, I mean, I've taken this momentum into the playoffs, into uh, Boston next week at the Northern Trust. You got to feel very confident in what you're doing, and that you can hopefully play well and move on again. I do. Yeah. I mean, I, I, that's exactly right. If I just keep doing what I'm doing. Um, you know, I've been putting well. I mean, that, that's obviously a massive part of it. But, uh, you know, hitting a lot of fairways, seeing a lot of greens, giving myself opportunities. And um, hopefully there's more of that to come next week. Thanks, Zach. Appreciate it. Cheers. Oh, Zach, just um, can you just talk about your hometown? Um, just last yeah. week, suffered a lot of major storms. Yeah, no, thanks. Um, that's where my mind's been. Um, I'm not going to get emotional right now. Um, there's a lot of people hurting, a lot of devastation. It's kind of gone unnoticed, which is very frustrating. The floods of 08 were very highlighted. This is arguably five to ten times worse. Um, I guess it's called a derecho. I'm new to it, too. But 85 to 110 mile an hour sustained winds for 30 to 40 minutes in the county I'm from um, wreaked havoc. And there's no power in many of the places. Um, half of the state's crops are from Iowa, and billions upon billions are going to be lost. So... That's where my heart is. That's where my mind's been. Um, that's where my prayers have been. Um, a lot of family and friends back there that are hurting. So um, it stinks. But uh, they're strong people, and that's where we're going to go. Just, they roll up their sleeves and get it done. Do you always feel in a situation like this when you are out there on television playing, it gives inspiration to those people that are suffering? You know, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I hope so. I mean, it, I don't know if, <laughs> if me hitting a ball and chasing it and hitting it again is inspiration, but... Um, you know, shoot, they can't watch me. There's no power. Um, but, 
yeah, I mean, I, you know, it, it, it's for me, you know, I mean, I can't speak on behalf of it. It puts things in perspective really, really quick, and I like that. I love having that, uh, just that check. And, um, you know, we're doing some things, my foundation and I, I mean, it, it, not just because we're supposed to. Um, it's because we want to. Uh, that's the community that gave me so much. So. Wow. Talk about a good guy right there, Zach Johnson. And, and with all that, he finishes in a tie for seventh, gets himself in the FedEx Cup playoffs, continues on his run. So, Dom, what did he call that thing, a derecho? A derecho, yeah. A derecho is, for those of you who may remember, just for some context about how, how bad it can be, the only other time leading up to coming out of COVID when we talked about all the tour events not having fans and they were trying to find context for it and what it would look like and what it would mean, the only example they had – was the AT&T National, I believe it was 2007 or 2009, something like that, when there was no fans allowed on the property in the third round. That was because of a derecho at Congressional. There was a massive, it's basically a collection of storms, like really, really bad thunderstorms with hurricane force winds that happens reasonably quickly. And it literally went through Congressional and like ripped trees out of the ground, like full trees just ripped out of the ground and fell down. And you so, saw it, if I remember correctly. Didn't I you was go there. I was, I was actually on the property as media during that round the next day when the fans weren't allowed. So I was actually there for that. And then, of course, I was there for the derecho as well. So I understand what Zach is talking about in, in terms of the devastation and how bad it can be. And if you don't have a really solid infrastructure in the areas that are getting hit, you know, like the homes aren't in great shape or the buildings aren't built for hurricane winds, it's ju- it's, it just destroys everything. So it's very, very serious what's going on in Iowa. Very serious. Wow. Well, it's amazing. So in, in big week for Zach Johnson in many ways uh, in, in terms of good stuff with what happened with it being the recipient of uh, the Payne Stewart Award from the PGA Tour. That, that is presented by the Southern Company. He gets himself into to continue to march uh, in the playoffs and then doing what he can for back home. That was Hit hard, obviously. Uh, so, Don, were you able? To, I've just got a curiosity. Were you able to find anything on Webb Simpson when I was talking about his his gain in length? I did. I found like official numbers here, and he absolutely gained distance. But there's an additional note that is very uh, interesting and surprising. So, last year on the PGA Tour, uh, he averaged about 288 yards off the tee, which sounds mm-hmm. good, right? But that's a hundred and 45th on yeah. the PGA Tour, so it's not good. So this year, he has really bulked up, as you say, in the gym. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he's averaging 296 now. So he, he jumped up about 50 spots. He's 108th right now on tour, and he gained about eight yards off the tee, which is significant. But what is he's more significant... A thousand of them. What is more significant is he well gaining that eight yards, Matt. He improved his driving accuracy at the same time. He's 67%, which is top 25 on tour in driving accuracy with adding eight yards well, of I mean, distance. Well, I mean, look what he's doing. And then he's putting so well because he's putting himself in a position. It all it all works from both directions with, with what he's doing. So, yes, that is very impressive. It, for Harold Varner III, you remember he was the first sound co-leader. Well, he turned 30 years old at this event. He closed with a bogey-free 500 par 65. He finished in a tie for seventh. It marks his first top 10 finish of the season in his 21st start. Now, this is a player that a lot of people are getting to know better through this summer season and finding out, hey, he's a pretty good dude. He spoke in the flash area. 
It was good. Best finish of the season. Um, best finish here, and it's in North Carolina, so it's, it's a, you know, I'm trending in the right direction for uh, the playoffs. I don't know why I always do this. I don't. I can't start early and play well, but it is what it is, and just want to. I want to make it to East Lake, so I just gotta keep playing well. How much confidence? Did you just said how much confidence you carry in going into Boston next week? A lot. Um, I've played there. I've played well there. Um, next next week will be good. It'll be another tournament, but. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I won't overthink it. No, he's he's got plenty to think about though because he's playing very very well. And watch for him this week at TPC Boston. Now the next voice we're going to hear from is one of those that worked his way into the playoffs. Frenchlick.com. Log on there when you get an opportunity. We're getting very pumped about getting there in October and celebrating everything with all of you we're gonna be safe yeah sure we're gonna do all that everyone's gonna get a set of the ptx pro irons those are the forge permeated irons with the tungsten built and all the technology you can find it at the ben hogan uh, golf website but frenchlick.com is the website that you can find all of the details of this wonderful resort including their two historic hotels their new suites the pete die the donna ross course which we're going to check out all of them Big fancy dinner. We're doing the whole thing. We're having a great time. Frenchlick.com for the details there. Yes, the reigning champion golfer of the year. And he will be the champion golfer of the year for two years because there was no Open in 2020. Shane Lowry worked his way in, and he's showing some pretty good form. It ended up being a tie for 23rd at 12 under. It was good enough. Yeah, I um, I mean, today shouldn't have been that stressful, but it was. Uh, I don't know why. Um you know, I would be, you know, you look at what I've achieved in the last year or two, I kind of, you know, stuff like that shouldn't really be as stressful as it was, but it was, you know, it's you know, it's a big deal. We all know if we can make it to, to Boston, that a good week there, um, you know, uh, can can do big things. So, look, I'm uh, I'm happy to make it if I do, and um, hopefully I can go and play some good golf next week. And obviously, look, the goal next week will be to make it to Chicago. Um you know, and then the goal from there is to make it to East Lake. But, like, that would be a hell of a three weeks. I need to do something very special. But I feel like I'm playing good golf. Like, to be honest, I feel like all that outside stuff got in my way a little bit over this weekend. Um, you know, I felt like I was in a great position going into the weekend. I just struggled yesterday. And then today I got off to a great start and I was going lovely. And then just the last few holes, it was almost like, it was almost like trying to make a cut. Like, it was like, uh, you know, you're playing on the cut mark. It was, it, was, it was strange. And, like I said, it shouldn't really... You know, it'd be that stressful for me, but it, but it was, and uh, you know, I'm thankful that that opened down on the last, because I had a similar situation here about three years ago. I needed to make birdie down the last to get in, and uh, I had the exact same shot as I had there, and a hit wedge in front of the green, and a hit wedge there to about six feet. So that was nice. You know, in a sense, he really was trying to make the cut. The cut in this case would be: Does your season end now, and you have three weeks off, or do you keep going and seeing how far you can go? through the playoffs what i'm not sure of to finish tie for 23rd and when he finished i'm trying to figure out how we knew that he was in because of all the machinations that could happen in and around him he totally didn't <laughs> that's the the sneaky media mat <laughs> what do you mean well i mean you know there's a lot of sound to go through and i try and make i try and give everybody who listens to our program as best a synopsis as i can without going overboard or without not providing enough information. So this is a little inside talking about? This is a little inside baseball here. But here we go. All the right. full the full flash sound 
from Shane, okay, if you were to get access to it. Had the voice of Richard Nixon on it. That's right. So there's a, there's a conversation that is had with the player prior to the flash sound with the officials that goes like something like this. Shane, I know you just finished, but we're going to ask you some questions about making the playoffs, making the cut. And Shane's like, did I get in? And they're like, well, we don't know yet. So I might not get in. No, we don't know. But hypothetically, if you did get so in. So did this really happen? Did, did you yes, hear this? Yes. Well, I mean, not exactly. I'm paraphrasing, but yes. And they're, they're like, so we're going to ask you some questions as if you got into the playoffs. Okay? So let's pretend you're super happy and you made it. <laughs> Go. <laughs> Seriously. So, you know, because they have to cover their bases, right? Like if they're only going to have Shane La- – if Shane Lowry is only available to the media and the world for eight minutes after he finishes his round, but there's still two hours of golf left and nobody knows what's going to happen, they got to get what they can get. And so, you know, the last thing you want to do is have him be the last – what if he was 125 and he was the very last guy in? And he finished up, he ate a hot dog, and he left, and no one talked to him. So they've got to right. figure out a way to – and that's the only way they can do it is going to Shane and say, Shane, listen, we're going to talk to you about how great it was – to jump up 20 spots and get into the playoffs. Tell us how you feel. It's like, is that what happened? And they're like, well, not yet. <laughs> uh, not again. <laughs> Maybe. All right. So the, it, we've got so much to go through you today. The last bit that I want to talk about with the Wyndham Championship, it because every story that we have featured this morning, because you, obviously we're going to be talking about the, the triumphs, both in Victor and, and in getting through and in achievements and all the rest, but for one, it wasn't so much. And that one is Jordan Spieth. Not sure what your thoughts are collectively on Jordan Spieth right now. Do you still believe? Does he still believe? We're going to hear from Jordan Spieth here. First, I want to talk to you about BridgestoneGolf.com and your chance to get V-Fit. I love what they're doing here. They're saying to the world that you need to be fit for your golf ball. It's as important as getting fit for your driver or any other club. Make sure the ball that you use is right for your swing because there are dynamics that take place in a golf swing with the very violent interaction between a golf club and a golf ball. How much you are capable of, how much you need to compress the core of the golf ball, which now you're talking about clicking in physics. It wants to rock it back to its original form. It's a rubber compound. So how hard or how soft that core is, is a direct relation to your swing. There are multiple layers to a golf ball. There's what they call a casing layer or a mantle layer. There's different names for it. That's usually really super hard. And you wonder to yourself, why? Well, because when you're smashing it with a, with a driver, it's going to deform. It's going to rock it back to form, but it's going to move. But when you have this delicate little shot around the green, that really hard casing layer, that's what's pushing that soft, reactive urethane cover into the grooves of your irons. That's what's giving you spin on that shot and not on the big shot. Bridgestone wants to make sure that this recipe is working for whatever you're trying to cook. Log on to BridgestoneGolf.com and to sweeten the pot when you get V-Fit, as in video, V-Fit. Once they say to you, this is what you really should be playing, they're not going to leave it to a leap of faith and tell you, we'll see you later, go out and buy it. You're going to get a sample. You can't ask for more. BridgestoneGolf.com. What can Jordan Spieth ask for? When we come back, you will hear it. 
It's likely that the world's greatest Lynx golf courses will be the reason you will want to plan a trip to Ireland. And with over 400 courses to choose from, you're sure to find whatever you seek. But Ireland is about even more than great golf. In this ancient land, the past works hand in hand with the present, from cultural sites to castle ruins. Stay in a country B&B or a luxury hotel and spa. Enjoy inspiring local culinary choices, a pint and music at a cosy pub. But most of all, enjoy the warmth and hospitality of the Irish people who will make you feel that you haven't travelled from home but have returned to it. Visit Ireland.com to get started. Come to where history meets luxury at the family-friendly French Lick Springs Hotel, where there is something for everyone, from kids' fest to shopping, bowling, golf, and other outdoor activities. Or at the West Baden Springs Hotel, you can wrap yourself in old-world elegance, visit our luxurious spa, indulge in an afternoon tea, a historic tour, and multiple sophisticated dining options. Then, finish your day with a cozy carriage ride before turning in for sweet dreams. Only this isn't a dream. Visit FrenchLick.com to plan your vacation today. At FootJoy, they know the swing starts from the ground up, so you can take on those uphill, downhill, and sidehill lies. That's why FJ provides footwear that you need for superior traction and stability on every shot. Whether it's the all-new Pro SL, the hottest shoe on tour, or the max performance of the all-new Tour X, the all-around comfort and performance of FJ Fury, FJ offers a shoe for every player because finding the right shoe for your game matters. Shop now at FootJoy.com. Tour Edge continues their meteoric rise in 2020. Over 90 different tour pros have put Tour Edge into their bag, including staffers Scott McCarron, Tom Lehman, Tim Petrovic, and Duffy Waldorf. Tour Edge makes clubs for every player type, and they set themselves apart with their unprecedented 48-hour delivery on custom-fit orders and by offering a lifetime warranty and by building their clubs in the good old US of A. Visit TourEdge.com to learn more about their new clubs for 2020. Tour Edge, pound for pound, nothing comes close. Boyne Golf provides the ultimate world-class golf destination with 10 championship-caliber courses spanning three resorts. Centered in Michigan's northern Lower Peninsula, the courses are the products of some of the game's masters, including Robert Trent Jones Sr., Arthur Hills, and Donald Ross. From the all-inclusive vacation packages, elite instruction with the Boyne Golf Academy, tournaments, and so much more, Boyne Golf truly offers an unrivaled Michigan golf vacation experience. Just log on to BoyneGolf.com and take in all the splendor that is a golf experience unlike any other. TheGolfTravelGroup.com is a luxury golf tour operator that specializes in custom travel itineraries to Scotland, Ireland, England, Wales, Iceland, New Zealand, Australia, South Africa, and more. Guaranteed advanced tea times, incredible accommodations, airport meet and greet services, private guided tours and private drivers, all in luxury vehicles, and they have a staff that's been doing it forever. TheGolfTravelGroup.com Welcome back to the Fairways of Life show on this Monday. Hope you guys are doing well. Dom, I forgot to tell you that uh, yesterday... My son Austin, as you guys know, does uh, he, he plays guitar at, at different bars and stuff and, and, and clubs, and that's what he kind of helped him pay for some of his college expenses and all the food he's eating of us. So uh, young Tom w- came with his wife, and, and the good doctor was there, and I was telling them both about in Streamsong for this February when we do the, the listener's trip, which we haven't released any details on it yet, so you guys, I'm not mentioning it for that, so you go into a panic about wanting to get on the list and, and haven't signed up yet. You don't need to worry about that. That's not what I mean. 
but I did tell the guys that your plan is to make it to start the trip with like a Super Bowl party. Get in and say a Saturday and then we all do the Super Bowl together. They loved this idea. Why? Well, I mean, why wouldn't you love that? Who doesn't? Who doesn't want to do what we're talking about? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know because I wasn't sure if the Super Bowl is such that you know you have a big Super Bowl party with your with your family or your neighborhood. You know what I mean? It's like you can't announce that you're going to have a golf trip, a buddies trip over Thanksgiving, and expect people to be fired up about it. Maybe you'll get some. I didn't know if it was the same thing with the Super Bowl. If it was like a national holiday of sorts, and if you try to do a a buddy's trip, golf trip over that. I think you know what I'm saying. I think more often than not, the spouse will watch the watch the Super Bowl for the commercials and the halftime show and just the pageantry of it all. But in general, to be able to say, "Hey, you don't have to watch the Super Bowl. I'm going to watch with my buddies and play golf." That's a win-win. <laughs> well, you may you know you may call it that because because of your uh, your old-fashioned way of thinking, but. Both of these gents said they're bringing their wives along to be a part of the frivolity. Okay, I've got no problem. Hey, man, let's bring a hundred people. What? Yeah, let's bring a hundred right. people. Oh, there you go. So I just thought you'd find that if, uh, of interest before before you offended half our audience with uh, your comments. That I thought it was uh, interesting that they they were so pumped up about this idea of having a Super Bowl party to start the trip. Because if most people are going down there on Saturday, right? You know they're going to try to get a round of golf in on Saturday. We're definitely playing on Sunday. I don't know what to, what times a, what time was the Super Bowl traditionally kick off. That's an interesting question. Because of all the COVID stuff. Not, no, no, not not to oh. get in the weeds. But I didn't know whether the schedule me, was like in, in impact. No, let me re-ask you the question: What time does Super Bowl does the quote Super Bowl start, or what time yeah. is the actual kickoff? Because those are very different things. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Kickoff then. Kickoff is usually going to be in the 6 to 7 p.m. range, which means we can play golf in the morning, have a spectacular lunch, and chill out, and then watch the Super Bowl. Well, I was I was actually thinking about more golf or putting contest or whatever. Plenty of time or, for know, all that stuff, especially three, around that you know. new stream song, Black Clubhouse stuff they're building. Oh, that's right. So anyway, I just thought you'd like to know that there was a lot of excitement with that that idea because when we first were like talking about it we you and i were both going would that work would people want to do that and yeah it sounds like they're super excited about it kind of a unique place to you know sounds like good news down to me Matt. yeah it sounds like good news i uh, i don't know if it's good news so much for for jordan uh i don't even know where to start with jordan and you know he said he said he doesn't know so here is Jordan Spieth speaking to the media in the flash area. He's he's in the playoffs. It's okay. It's, he's, he's carrying on. So we're going to see or hear more from Jordan Spieth that I, I'm not even sure. He, he definitely has a busy mind through all this stuff. Let's find out what his thoughts and emotions were following. Yeah, I think overall I was looking to get a lot more out of this week. Um, feel like again I feel like I improved off of last week it's just not really shown itself right now and a um, couple bad tee balls for really the whole week and then uh, I didn't make anything so I just it, just a lot of good putts one of those weeks where nothing goes in um, that happens so it's one of those like I wouldn't be surprised if I'm in the same place next week and I wouldn't be surprised having a chance to win like it's just I'm a little uncertain like it feels pretty good not great but 
um, good enough to be able to compete. I just I got that hole has got to start looking bigger. So if uh, you can make a couple putts early in you know Thursday's round next week, that's normally all it takes to to kind of get that confidence level back. Seems like you very positive outlook on it though. Even though it just said it's kind of frustrating that you feel like you're playing well, but the scores aren't showing it. Yeah, I mean, I've, I'm hitting a lot of good iron shots. You know, I remember I remember where I was at this tournament last year, and there was so much fear in a lot of the shots I was hitting, and I had a lot of scar tissue, um, you know, through a lot of events where I was just really out of sync, and um, I know that it's in a lot better place than it was then. It's just I, I happened to make a lot more putts last year and was actually in a, at a better score through two rounds, which is kind of bizarre. But, um, yeah, I... You know, just not enough circles on the scorecard. And then um, I'm cleaning up, you know, the long game week to week. Uh, This is a tough course for it. There's out of bounds on both sides of every hole. And um, when you're trying to work through kind of your timing element with the longer clubs, that can be a difficult place. But it can be a place where you start to um, make better strides going forward because of that. Uh, you got to trust it on every single hole. So I hit a lot more drivers this week, more as – not necessarily because it was the way to play the holes, but more because uh, it was a good test for me. So um, I'll keep trekking. I'll keep working hard. Uh, and then, you know, if, if it doesn't go well next week, then I'm, I'm actually probably going to be um, in, a, in a good enough place to feel like I can, I can start out really, really strong in the 2021 season. So it's a weird year to begin with. Um, and so, and I hadn't really played a ton of golf until after this this COVID break. So, um, each week I've gotten more and more comfortable. That'd be my one last quick question: is if you don't make it on to the BMW Championship, what would kind of your schedule maybe look like early in that 2020? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I'll I'll plan on playing a lot of golf. So, um, yeah, I, we'll see. You know, obviously there's a U.S. Open in there. Um, you got a Masters in November and. Uh, potentially you know a lot of really good golf tournaments in the states um which is just easier to travel easier to you know commit early to and and build a plan for so um in previous years i've I've not played a ton in the fall and now with the wraparound season that's that that leaves you behind when you start the new season now especially if you're not in tournament of champions so um i feel like going forward i'm going to play more events in the fall and try and get a good kickstart to the FedEx Cup. Feel like I get a little house money to play with when when the new year rolls around. All right, Jordan Spieth, uh, sounding hopeful with it all. And we, I think, who are fans of the game and fans of Jordan Spieth are hopeful that he figures it out the way that he wants to as well. And at some point, maybe it's at the U.S. Open in September or wherever it is, that it all clicks for him. And he's back in contention because it was fun and exciting when he was on that run there for a few years that he looked unstoppable for the 13th time in her professional career stacy lewis is an lpga champion the 12 year lpga tour veteran outlasted numerous challenges to win the 2020 aberdeen standard investments ladies scottish open on the mark of five under par she hold a 23 foot birdie putt on the first playoff hole to beat three other players, including Avahara Munoz and American Cheyenne Knight, uh, Emily uh, Christine Pedersen were the other. It was Lewis's first victory since the 2017 Cambia Portland Classic and her first playoff win of her career, having previously gone 0-3 in extra holes. It was also her first win since giving birth to her daughter, Chesney, in October of 2018, within minutes of her victory.
victory. Lewis was on FaceTime with her husband and her daughter, who were both back home in Texas watching their wife and mom hoist the championship trophy. She got off to a hot start with birdies and holes two and three, but a round nearly came unraveled. She made a double bogey at the 11th hole yesterday after getting back on track again. She had two opportunities to seal the win in regulation, missing birdie putts at 16 and 17, both of which obviously would have gotten her to six under par. Instead, she settled for pars and reached a playoff with a two putt for par from 30 feet at the 18th hole. Now, Knight who captured her first LPGA Tour victory at the 2019 Volunteers of America Classic, birdie the 16th hole. That's how she reached the playoff. She had a 10-foot birdie putt to extend the playoff, but that sent her attempt past the hole to give Lewis the victory when it was all said and, and done. So, after she finished, Stacey Lewis talked to the media about everything, about winning again, about winning as a mom now, about the pace of play. There was a lot of you know, chatter on social media about how slow it was and, and all the rest. So she addressed that as well. Here's Stacey Lewis, the victor, addressing the media. Through, I mean, through about 10 and a half holes, I was, I was pretty much in control. You know, I kind of, I'd been hitting most of the shots the way I wanted to. Um, maybe putts hadn't fall, but, um, you know, it was just very much in control and then hit, you know, bad shot on 11 and it leads to a double and then, you know, hit some, I really hit some good shots after that, made the birdie on 14, um, 15 was a mess, um, 16, I should have gotten up and down, 17, I probably should have made that putt, and um, so it's it frustrating that I had my chances, but at the same time, with all the the stuff that went on there in that back nine, I still had a chance to win the golf tournament, so um, I stayed very, very positive for me. Um, throughout the, throughout the day and just proud of the way I hung in there. It's amazing. You know, I, I've been trying, I've, the only disappointing thing is that she's not here to take a picture with this, but, um, I've been trying to get a trophy for, from the day she was born. That's, that's been my goal. And, um, I just called them, got to FaceTime with them. My husband said she was, uh, she was hitting the TV screen with her plastic golf clubs when I made that putt. So, um, so it's just pretty cool. I can't wait to get home with them in a week or so and celebrate. Um, but he reminded me that uh, with our Diamond Resorts tournament, we get to, we get to take her to Disney World now. It does. It's um, you know it it shouldn't take that long to play. Um, I knew it was going to. That's the sad part is you know it's going to take that long. Um, and I I do think an effort needs to be made across the board to play faster because it. I, I mean, obviously I wasn't watching it on TV, but I'm sure it couldn't have been fun to watch on TV. Um, there's just so much the announcers and, you know, that they can talk about to fill time. So, um, so I think, I mean, I've, I've been an advocate for changing our pace of play, getting people to play faster for a long time. And um, we're still going the other way, unfortunately. How cool is that hearing from Stacey Lewis in a lot of different ways, including it's important for players of her prominence on her tour to speak up about the pace of play, right? Because in fairness, the pace of play is something that should be addressed, and it takes courage to do it because you had someone in that group that was way too slow. But to do that on a Sunday at that point, and remember this week they've got a major with they're calling it the Women's Open, it's the the Women's British, which was called for years, and it's it's different than the the men's, which was has always been called the Open. 
But in this case, they've got a major this week that's coming up as well. So I don't know where you stand in terms of the U.S. amateur, if you consider a major or not, maybe because of the amount of exposure it's getting media-wise now, people are holding it in higher regard. It used to be a major is what I'm saying. Uh, even Jack Nicklaus through, through when he won to considered it a major, just like Bobby Jones before him. But then everyone kind of went, no, no, the majors are these four and it's the professionals. By and large, even though amateurs could play in a, in, in a couple of them. But to win them, those are those are the majors. Well, I'll tell you what, the, the last two weeks of the women's amateur and the men's amateur has felt like it's a big deal and watching the from band and dunes this week especially when that marine layer and the fog rolled in last night it was so cool and then hearing from the players uh, throughout the course of the week particularly last night runner up and and finish which we're going to get to one second first i want to remind everyone to log on to touredge.com find what's right for your game what do you need I'm not asking you about a genie in a bottle. They have all the latest technology. They have all that there. Right? I'm talking about when you have something, a hole in your game that you know you need filled. Maybe it's a hybrid. Right? Whatever, in whatever degree of loft that you need in your hybrid, you can go you, you can go to say PJ Tour Superstar, for example, and get tested. And go, yeah, I'm looking for something that can, you know, play like from 195 to 205. What do you hit there? Is that a hybrid from for most people it's a, it's a hybrid or wood of some kind i mean for the best in the world that's uh, six iron maybe right so log on to touredge.com and you can see what you need to fill the holes in your game and pound for pound you can do it with the best value in golf you don't have to remortgage a house at touredge.com so i'm going to start i normally start with the victor here but i'm going to start backwards on this one because it was a 36 hole final Ali Osborne had a chance to speak with No to Begay, and Ali fought his way back. After the 15th hole, it didn't look like Ali was going to be in a position where he could potentially win this thing. Got it all the way down to the last. He spoke with No to Begay. This is courtesy of the USGA and Golf Channel about that finish. Yeah, I just, uh, my last little shot, I just tried to get a little too much and obviously came up a little short, so it's all right. But And you had a lot of uh, people giving you support coming into today. Mm-hmm. Um, did that put any added pressure on you, trying to become the fifth amateur champion in SMU's golf history? Uh, no, not not really. I mean, I, it's really nice to know that uh, people got my back and they've been supporting me the whole week, so it's it honestly kind of calmed me down to hear from guys that have won in the past and... All right, Ali, uh, talking to Nota Begay about how it all finished and about how happy he was with the, all the support that he they received. And I sure, I'm sure it was all the way across the entire week. Uh, it's just one of the perks of his performance. He will be at Augusta National, which is absolutely amazing. Now, the winner, Tyler Strafasi. Strafasi is how you pronounce it. His his grandfather won the Mid-Am in 1935. So Strafashi spoke with Steve Burkowski, this is courtesy of the USGA and Golf Channel, about battling his way through, well, it's match play. And again, it's 36 holes of match play. 
and you're battling your way through the ups and downs of everything that you have to contend with. Just yesterday was great experience. Um, I had I had a four up lead and I gave it up to someone who played really good golf and I knew five down early with a bunch of holes left. Um, I mean, anything can happen. I was playing really good and Ollie was playing great. And I, I, I don't know, honestly, it just, I was just so in the moment of being behind and trying to make birdies every single hole that I just, I don't know what to say. You told me earlier this week you brought your dad back on the bag this summer for your last run of amateur golf. You yeah. got the job done at the North and South. He's here to see you become a USGA champion. How special is it for dad to be here every step of the way? He's my best friend. I love him. It's, it's awesome. Such a good guy and my biggest supporter. And to do it here with him when I didn't think I'd have another amateur tournament was not that I'll never It's just awesome. We've also documented all week long the success your grandfather has had as an amateur golfer. You yeah. told me the other day you struggled with those expectations and those comparisons. You matched him with the North and South victory earlier this summer. You can now call yourself a USGA <laughs> championship like your grandfather is. What does that mean to you? Uh, I mean, to do to win the USAM um, is something that's the pinnacle of amateur golf. It's something that, as a kid, I've been watching this tournament every Sunday before school started, and we would always sit down and watch TV for three, four hours and just watch history happen. And to do this and join such great USGA champions, it, it means a lot. And especially, I feel like that brings me a little closer to my grandfather, which is never met him, always wanted to meet him, and it brings us closer. Tyler Strafacci, the winner of the USAM. I guess definitively any discussion about the placement of the US Am amateur in the game today, uh, I don't think there's anyone that could argue to say it is the major of amateur golf. There, there's other contenders for being important uh, in being amongst the majors, but that one is the one. And it was so cool to see and so much fun to watch it at Bandon throughout the course of of the week as well. We're not done yet here on the Fairways of Life show. We come back more winners, another major winner this week. Plus, I want to get all of us up to speed on how, when, and where we can see all the golf that's coming up again this week, which includes yet another major. It includes the start of the March to the FedEx Cup playoffs. More of the Fairways of Life show after these words. Wearing the right golf shoe matters. That's why FootJoy offers more styles of shoes for more types of players than anybody else. So you can get matched with the right golf shoe for your game on FootJoy.com with the FJ Shoe Finder. By answering a few short questions, you can find the shoe that fits your playing style and preference. Whether you walk or ride, prefer cleated or spikeless, ultra-stable or flexible. If you need a narrow or wide or extra-wide, FootJoy offers the most styles for the most players and can match you with a golf shoe that's right for you. Does your golf shoe match your game? Find out with the FJ Shoe Finder. Visit FootJoy.com slash shoe finder today. 
I'm Tiger Woods, and I chose Bridgestone. I wanted to be with a company that I knew, and then on top of that, that made superior products. So I did. I came back and I started playing with the Bridgestone Tour BXS, and it's allowed me to maintain the spin and the feel I like around the greens, especially my short irons, but also have that penetrating flight through the wind. The aerodynamics have been phenomenal. I know the quality that Bridgestone has, R&D that's available to them, and what they were able to create that helped me win golf tournaments. Nestled amongst the hills of the Hoosier National Forest resides a classic American destination, the French Lick Resort. Experience the ultimate in golf at the Pete Dye Course at French Lick, voted number one course in Indiana and Golf Week's best you can play for 10 years in a row. The Donald Ross Course at French Lick has been named Indiana's number two course in Golf Week's best you can play rankings every year since 2011. Come experience old world opulence amid modern comfort served with Midwestern charm. Visit FrenchLick.com. What's your bucket list destination? Where have you always wanted to go? What's the number one thing that holds people back from doing that? It's fear of logistics. I don't know where to stay. I don't know how to get tea times. I don't know where to go. I don't know who should take me there. Well, I'll tell you who knows the answer to all those questions. TheGolfTravelGroup.com. That's why the Fairways of Life show has aligned ourselves with these experts. And is there some place you want to go, like the Open or a President's Cup or a Ryder Cup? They can take care of that as well. What is your golf bucket list? Where do you want to go? Do it with thegolftravelgroup.com. At Ben Hogan Golf, we manufacture some of the finest golf equipment in the world in our small factory in Fort Worth, Texas. That's because we build each club by hand using the same process Mr. Hogan created when he started his company 65 years ago. We call it micromanufacturing, no mass production, and no shortcuts. Visit BenHoganGolf.com to learn more about our tour-quality products and factory-direct prices. It's time for you to discover Streamsong, a new kind of resort that takes the everyday ordinary to the absolutely extraordinary. Three internationally acclaimed link-style courses by golf architecture's iconic foursome of Gil Hans, Tom Dope, Bill Kaur, and Ben Crenshaw that provide a golf experience distinguished as unlike any you've ever had before, with undulating fairways navigating through wild grasses and deep water ponds and lakes, towering sand dunes to find the unexpected experience of playing golf at Streamsong, the ultimate legendary golf destination set apart by the unexpected. Streamsongresort.com Welcome back to the Fairways of Life show on this Monday. Getting you up to speed and everything that took place in the week that was. And, jeez, the week that we have before us is awesome as well. It will be awesome when we get on on the other side of all this mess and we're traveling where we want to and when we want to and how we want to. Log on to Ireland.com and dream, plan, bucket list, all that. I get it. Why not? Ireland.com, you can see it all, including the details on the best links golf courses in the world there was a major on the pga tour champions this week and jerry kelly who had it work at open with a 68 went 70 70 69 to win on three under par that was good enough to get it done by two shots over over scott pearl he was uh making his run at jerry i still love jerry care i've told you guys this before when he moves and walks around a golf course and plays and all thing I'm, I swear that someone has a voodoo doll and they're poking it with needles. Here he is talking with Billy Ray Brown. This is courtesy of the PGA Tour Champions and Golf Channel where, you know what, Jerry Kelly, you broke through. You are now a major champion on the PGA Tour Champions. 
Oh, I love that idea, the Players' Championship. I can't wait to go back there. But uh, just to have a major out here is, is, is pretty huge for me. Uh, never getting one and not even getting that close on the regular tour, just a couple of uh, Masters and U.S. Open at Oakmont. But uh, it feels great. It, you know, I didn't feel like I limped in too bad. I had a great shot out of that bunker. And, uh, it, you know, it never goes as planned, does it? It gets you sooner or later. All right, that was Cherry Kelly. He is a beauty, I'll tell you why. And Sam Horsfield, I mean, lost somewhere in the mix. And I don't mean that disparagingly. It's just because there's such a huge amount of golf going on in all directions coming at us. If I had asked you who has won in two of the last three events that he's played on the European Tour, would you have come up with the name Sam Horsfield? This is courtesy of the European Tour talking about just that, two wins in three weeks. Happy. You know, it was um, it was a little bit different than the last time. You know, obviously last time I had a one-shot lead, and today I was trailing by one. Um, you know, so I had to go out there today and grind it out, and I thought that if I didn't make a bogey, um, you know, it would be kind of hard for people to catch me, and I wanted to get to a certain number to where the guys that were at, like, 12 were going to have a hard time catching me. They were going to have to play a hell of a round of golf. So, um, you know, I didn't quite reach that number, but, um, yeah, I'll take it. What, what about the way you closed it out, starting with that birdie at the 14th? Because after that, it wasn't easy going for you. You held some good putts there. Yeah. Um, you know, yesterday my putter, I didn't make anything. I felt like I had a lot of good putts, but nothing went in. And then, you know, today I made a, about a 25-footer, 20-25-footer on three. And, you know, I sort of got the momentum rolling with the flat stick. And um, that putt on 17 was huge. You know, I went to... To be able to walk up the last with a two-shot lead, you know, I thought Tom Thomas would either birdie or eagle it. So, you know, I wanted a little bit of a cushion to where I could, you know, lay up and make par. Um, you know, but that putt on 17 was—it was actually such a nice-looking putt to the eye. It was uphill, just outside right, and all I had to do was really felt like I get it, get it there, and um, you know, I was able to do that. And then 18 was just nice, calm par five. I know you've only just just won and. Your mind's probably all over the place, but <laughs> your second win already, you're moving up the world rankings, you're going to be the top of this mini order of merit. How do you now reset your goals for the rest of the season and having won your second event already? Um, I, you know, when I sat down at the beginning of the year, I didn't really set, like, a accomplishment goal. I just wanted to improve certain aspects of my game myself. You know, like, I wanted to improve my short game. Um... You know, and I wanted to improve my GIR percentage. And, um, you know, I felt like if I did that, the wins and uh, the good results would come. And, um, you know, I know my short game has definitely improved a lot. I saw I was, I think I was 17th uh, this season on, in short game and sc- scrambling. Um, you know, so it's definitely, definitely the goals that I set are paying off. Well, it certainly is. Will you go to the U.S. Open? Yeah, I'll be there. Yeah, for sure. Wingfoot U.S. Open? Yeah, I'll be there. All right, that was Sam Horsfield. Born in Manchester, England. There's a, there's a, there's a neighborhood in Manchester that, that has that accent. That's why he's played in the Walker Cup. For two wins in the last three weeks for Sam Horsfield. You going to go to the U.S. Open? Yeah, oh yeah I'm going to be at the U.S. Open. Forget about it. Are you kidding? I'm going. All right, here's what's going on this week to get you guys up to speed as we send you on your merry way on this Monday. The Northern Trust. All these times are Eastern about to come at you with. PGA Tour Live. Live. 
We'll do it live Thursday at 7.10 a.m. Friday at 7.10 a.m. I'm not sure about the 10, Dom. I, we, we should ask him about that. Why don't you just come on the air at 7 a.m.? Can you not fill for 10 minutes? 7.10 a.m. on Thursday and Friday. Gotta eat their muffins. Gotta eat. Did you say that on the air? Yeah, muffins. Gotta eat muffins. Or cereal. Whatever Whatever your poison is, you know. I can understand that. Like, hey, we're going to go live at 7. Oh, good. We're going to go live at 7. I need five more minutes. Just five more minutes. 10. 7, 10 a.m. on Thursday and Friday. The coverage, let's see. We have it for you in Golf Chin on Thursday and Friday at 3 p.m. Then Saturday, it's split between us and CBS, 1 p.m. and 3 p.m. Sunday, 12.30 p.m. and 2.30 p.m. Remember, this is the first week of the FedEx Cup playoffs. So, you don't make it, you don't make it. You don't carry on. And remember, there's only there's only two events before Eastlake now. All right? PGA Tour Radio. Thursday and Friday at noon Eastern Time, Saturday and Sunday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. The Women's Open. It's called the AIG Women's Open. We'll start Thursday... Love this. 5.30 a.m. Come shuffling downstairs, get the coffee. You're watching live golf from Royal Troon. Hello. 5.30 a.m. It goes to 8.30, and then it breaks for 90 minutes. It's got to be breaking for morning drive. Comes back in the air again at 10 a.m. Same schedule on this Friday, 5.30 a.m. All on Golf Show. And breaks at 8.30, comes back on at 10.00. On Saturday and Sunday, I can already see I don't have to worry about morning drive this week because it's on from 9 until scheduled finish, Saturday noon, Sunday until whenever it finishes. Noon is the scheduled time on Golf Channel. And then it kicks over to NBC. All right, and if it needs if it needs to, it can carry on even beyond that through the NBC family. So there's golf everywhere and anywhere, and I'll keep you up to speed. That's not the first time you'll hear that from me this week, so don't worry about, you know, dedicating that to your memory in terms of, of what's going on and where. What a great day. Great to hear from all of these champions. Hope you guys are champion of your world today. Be careful out there. Be nice to yourself. Be nice to each other. We'll see you again tomorrow for spared. Until then, goodbye for now.